Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here. Uh, Marcus Parks is busy preparing for our live show in Oklahoma City. I am in our Oklahoma City hotel room, and uh, it'll be an exciting episode of Top Hat. So thank you so much for tuning in, and thanks to everyone we've met so far on this awesome tour. Dallas was incredible. We got to see, I went to see where um, that incident happened with John F. Kennedy. Quite fascinating. The people were great. Uh, Austin was equally awesome. So thank you all for coming out out to those live shows and making this trip such an incredible experience so far and today we'll be in oklahoma city so that'll be quite exciting all right well we have had a hell of a week to say the least tuesday big election night you know a lot of people uh, after Tuesday said, well, it didn't seem like a a wave for the Democratic Party. It didn't seem like this so-called blue wave. But as the week has progressed, things continue to go the Democrats way. Uh, right now, we have a recount going on in Florida regarding the governor race between Andrew Gillum and Ron DeSantis. That's extremely close within 0.5. That's the margin. So mandatory recall. I'm not exactly sure why uh, Gillum chose to concede. Of course, this is not a legal thing. This is simply an optics thing and, quite frankly, a respectful thing to do if you actually lost. But it looks like there is still some hope for Gillum in Florida. And then, of course, we also have the Scott versus Nelson Senate race in Florida. Of course, Rick Scott, the former governor, great name recognition. It was said that he won initially, but now Nelson is challenging those results. And that election as well, extremely close, too close to call. So we'll know more information going forward. We also have the Senate race in Arizona, which we must continue to watch, where Kirsten Cinema is going against Martha McSally. Of course, Cinema, the Democrat, McSally, the Republican, definitely aligned herself more with Donald Trump. Cinema went to the middle. Of course, if you're going to try to win as a Democrat in a state like Arizona, going to the middle is probably the best decision. Initially, once again, uh, they said that McSally had 
won this race or that was the uh, results as they saw it up to that point. But as they continue to count the absentee ballots, many mail-in ballots in Arizona, we find out now as of today, this is Friday, that cinema indeed has taken over the lead. So who knows what's going to happen with that? But that is encouraging news for the Democratic Party. Again, Tuesday night, I think there was a lot of people who were looking specifically at Florida and saying, oh my God, you know, Gillum just, uh, he lost and, and Nelson losing and people were depressed. But I'm going to say it was a good night for the Democratic Party. And it was a good night when it comes to um, their ability to prove that they are a viable national party. We saw progressives win. We saw more moderates win. There's been some big upsets. For example, in California, Dana Royerbacher is gone. So right now, it looks as if the Dems are picking up mid-30s, around 35 to 37 seats. Again, we don't have all of the uh, ballots counted quite yet. It's a longer process than some people might think it should be, but that's the way it works with all the mail-in ballots confirming that those are indeed valid ballots. Uh, oftentimes, for example, in Arizona, they've had to call people. They've had to read the ballot, uh, look at the uh, information, and then call the person to make sure that that indeed is them and it's not some sort of voter fraud going on. So it's a slow clunky process, but we will uh, get to the bottom of it fairly soon. So as we saw, the Dems are looking to pick up around 35 to 37 seats, perhaps, uh, which is quite impressive. Now, usually when it comes to midterm elections, the party in power does lose seats. And on average, they say it's around 29 to 30 seats. That's the average amount of seats that the party in power will lose. And again, it looks like the Dems uh, overperformed or performed in a way that uh, people expected them to perform as opposed to what happened, of course, in most recent in some more recent elections, which we will not get into here. So it is good right now if you are the Democratic Party specifically when it comes to controlling the House. The most recent estimates are the Democrats have taken control with 225 to 197. And of course, you need 218 to to control the house. So they definitely have that. And there's more uh, numbers continuing to come in. They managed to flip a lot, a lot of seats, some seats in Kansas, uh, Michigan, um, Pennsylvania, some really conservative areas, Virginia, and people uh, were skeptical that the Democrats were going to be able to pull that off. But indeed, they did. So if you hear people uh, like James Carville, who I absolutely love, um, but he was talking about how it's not a blue wave. And of course, this term has become sort of, I don't know, it's like whatever it blue wave it becomes I'm so cliche that I'm done. I don't want to hear it anymore. But, you know, there were some people uh, who were saying, well, it could have been better. And of course, that everything could always be better. But really be optimistic, because now that the Dems, as of January 3rd of next year, the Dems will have the ability to subpoena. They'll have the ability to basically make Donald Trump's life a living hell. And anyone who supported Barack Obama uh, throughout his presidency might get a little schadenfreude at the suffering that no doubt is going to happen when it comes to the workload increase for Donald Trump and his staffers. I read an interesting article about staffers who worked for W. Bush, uh, Bill Clinton, and Obama, and they talked about when they lose the House, 
basically they are just their lives are miserable they never see the sun uh they they work you know crazy amounts of hours i mean i'm not feeling that much sympathy for them because there's a lot of truck drivers and construction workers and and nurses and teachers who are working a hell of a lot more hours without all the vacation time but nonetheless uh their lives will be much more difficult so the dems have made some massive strides in taking the house be optimistic and we'll see what happens now of course it's politics in America, so there's never any, it, it, it's never perfect. Uh, it looks as if Nancy Pelosi will end up taking over the speakership for the Dems. Now, this is one of those things where, you know me, and I think I re- speak for a lot of people when I would like to see some new blood, get some new people in there, uh, people that aren't so much ingrained into the establishment. But of course, Nancy Pelosi, she knows how to get that money flowing. And let's not pretend as if that isn't a, a crucial component when it comes to being politically powerful. So she most likely will be the speaker, despite the fact that there were some more progressive candidates who ran and some more moderate candidates who ran and said that they would not support Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House. But my understanding at this point is she most likely will be because I don't think anyone's going to challenge her. The one issue with that, Nancy Pelosi, there's a reason that she was in every attack ad that the Republicans put forward. It was basically Donald Trump versus Nancy Pelosi. Why? Because Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump have one thing in common. That's disapproval ratings. They're both in the early 60s when it comes to disapproval. So, you know. Again, there's reasons to be optimistic. Uh, It is what it is going forward right now. The most important thing is uh, they were able to do what they said they were trying to do, which is take the House. Now let's look at the Senate just briefly here. And then, of course, I want to talk about what's going on with the special counsel, with the resignation, a.k.a. firing of Jeff Sessions. We're going to get to all of that just briefly in the Senate. It was predicted or it was shown that the Republicans could pick up as many as three seats. But as I mentioned earlier regarding what's going on in Arizona, it's possible now or it's looking like now that the Republicans will only pick up two. So there is there's still a lot to decide there. Right now, the Republicans have 51 and there are 46 Dems with the Dems losing two seats and uh, the Republicans gaining two seats. And then, of course, we also have those races that have yet to be decided. So it looks like Uh, When it comes to how bad the Senate could have gone for the Dems, it did not go as bad as it could have. And when it comes to the Dems picking up seats in the House, you know, not as great as it could have, but certainly not as bad as it could have. So, again, there's a reason for optimism, in my opinion, and I cannot wait to have a government that has a little thing called checks and balances. I know it's stunning. There's a constitution that we could actually try to uh, live up to now that we have a little bit more checks and balances on this Trump White House. And finally, when it comes to the elections, let's talk a little bit about the governorships. So Democrats, they ended up flipping governorships in seven states, uh, installing governors poised to play key roles in the next redistricting process. And that'll be taking place in 2021 and 2022, which, of course, is huge. That's where, uh, you know, when we when we talk about gerrymandered districts, when we talk about redistricting, when we talk about the vote is broke, when we talk about uh, it doesn't matter if I support this candidate or that candidate because I'm in a district 
that's guaranteed to go to one party or another. Most most likely the Republicans, because let's be honest, they've controlled more governorships and they've had the ability with, because they've had the power to redistrict and gerrymander states and districts in the way that benefit them the most. So this is huge. So haunted by their losses at the state level in 2010 and the years after Democrats made redistricting a key organizing principle of the midterm elections using the specter of political map making to draw attention to state level races and launching a new group, the National Democratic Redistricting Committee. So Democratic wins in Kansas, and ladies and gentlemen, my favorite Democratic win in Wisconsin, Scott Walker is gone. Thank God it's a new day in Wisconsin. Finally, he's out of there. The Foxconn deal was his claim to fame, which is really just going to end up being a tax burden for the Wisconsin people as the business, as the industry makes a hell of a lot of money. Scott Walker is now gone. Evers was able to defeat him in what could be seen as an upset, given the fact that Walker has already been elected a couple of times, including a recount, which he was able to stay strong in. So uh, Kansas, Wisconsin, uh, Illinois, Maine, Nevada, and New Mexico gave Democrats full control over state government there. Colorado and Michigan also passed ballot measures supported by this redistricting committee that transferred redistricting power from legislators and governors to independent commissions. So again, keep your head up held high. We had a great night, or the Democratic Party anyway, had a great night on Tuesday. And of course, Donald Trump and some Republicans on Wednesday before we have seen some more results come through kind of claim victory or at the very least they said it could have been worse and again it could have been worse for the Republican Party but it certainly could have been a lot better as well for Donald Trump hey guys today's episode is brought to you by quip when you get a group of dentists and designers together and ask them to make a better electric toothbrush you get quip Quip is a sleek electric toothbrush about the size of your standard toothbrush with no clunky wall chargers or charging bases. The Quip is smartly designed to make sure you keep your teeth nice and clean. Did you know most of us don't brush for a full two minutes or don't clean our teeth evenly? You gotta clean all of your teeth, not just the ones in front. So you can stop humming happy birthday to yourself when you brush. Quip's got a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides. And are you remembering to change your brushes out regularly? Or are you still using the same one you got for free at your last dentist appointment? Quip's perfect for you forgetful types using old worn out bristles. They automatically deliver brush heads on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just $5. Don't just take my word for it. The pros have made Quip one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. And those guys are strict. And check them out online. Quip has thousands of verified five-star reviews. I gotta say, I do love Quip. It really has me brushing better. What makes Quip perfect for me is how easy their multi-use cover makes brushing on the go. Because, of course, we travel all the time. It slides right over the bristles to keep your toothbrush clean, even if you just throw it right into your suitcase or backpack. Once you get to your hotel, you can stick it to your mirror, the shower tile, pretty much anywhere to keep your toothbrush handy. I've had mine for a couple of months now, and it's still running strong on its first charge. That's why I love Quip. 
and why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash top hat right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash top hat. So I want to point out one thing. When we talk about politics leading up to an election, this past cycle, as we've seen, was was brutal. It was as nasty as it comes. It was Kavanaugh and the caravan. That was what Donald Trump said. He said this election is a referendum on Kavanaugh and the caravan. And I want you to pay very close attention to this. That caravan, that group of migrants that are coming to raise hell on our country, according to the president, the, that group of migrants who are coming to, to kill our children and take our jobs, that group of migrants that was a national security issue, That was the most pressing issue facing our nation, despite the fact that there are a hell of a lot of real issues to face that our nation has to face. You're going to notice this now, ladies and gentlemen, the caravan, it's not going to be mentioned again until maybe 2019 when there's another election right around the corner. This caravan is still hundreds of miles away. And again, it was such a political tool used by the Republicans, used by Donald Trump, suggesting birthrights citizenship should be banned. It goes on. You know what happened. So just pay attention to the fact that you're not going to be hearing any more about that story, despite the fact uh, that everyone, specifically Fox News, everyone was trying to tell us that this is the most important news story happening in our country. And this is an attack on our democracy. OK, so that is fascinating. I was watching C-SPAN and I mentioned James Carville earlier. And he made a fascinating point. He was he was speaking uh, in a uh, on a panel there with his wife, uh, Mary Madeline, who I think they're an adorable couple, by the way. She's a Republican and he's a Democrat. Of course, James Carville, he worked closely with Bill Clinton in 1992. Uh, Many people have sort of because Bill Clinton was able to pull off that upset. Many people believe that James Carville gave Bill Clinton the edge that allowed him or helped him to win in 1992. But Carville was talking about this uh, regarding the caravan and regarding news cycles. And he mentioned in 2014, and this is something that I had completely forgotten about, specifically in this neck-breaking news cycle that we live in now. In 2014, recall, the midterm election issue. Do you know what that issue was? Do you remember what that issue was in 2014? It was Ebola. Ebola was everywhere before the midterm election, and it was huge. It was it was the national security threat. It was it was going to decimate our population. The news cycle went crazy with Ebola coverage. It was Ebola, Ebola, Ebola. And the day after the midterm election, that story was gone. So when we think about the tail wagging the dog, when we think about being manipulated, always remember that these news organizations organizations have a vested interest in stirring up your emotions for political gain. And that's exactly what they did here regarding the caravan. And that's one of the interesting ironies, in my personal opinion, about a lot of Donald Trump supporters and about Republicans in general. And I'm not maligning all Republicans, but there is a a theme that they like to attach or conservatives or right wingers in general. And of course, there's a Venn diagram that goes over to the left as well. But people who believe that they are 
not to be tricked. People who say, oh, there's no way that I'm going to be lied to or manipulated. And you can just see, not all, but there were many people who took that caravan bait took it as gospel, and that definitely weighed in on their voting decisions. So we just have to be mindful that what we read and what we see in the news, these the biggest news stories ever in the country, once they're out of the news cycle, why is that and why were they being pushed? Obviously, for a political reason. So good, good, interesting uh, week when it comes to the elections. I am extremely optimistic and I am happy now uh, that we get some checks on this White House. Okay, so let's move on now and let's talk about the resignation, a.k.a. firing of Jeff Sessions. This sparked outrage all across the country. Protests sprung up everywhere. As a matter of fact, I was walking in Austin. We were near the um, the state capitol. That's where we were doing the show at this place, the Paramount, which was so badass. Uh, Johnny Cash had performed there and Houdini. Houdini even performed there. So that was pretty cool uh, to be in the shadow of those two legends. But I'm walking around the streets of Austin, which I absolutely love. Six streets, a total blast. I mean, I probably had too much fun, but that's okay. And this guy comes up to me and I think, oh, maybe he's a he's a fan because, you know, sometimes they're around the venue before the show starts. And he's like, hey, man, how you doing? I was like, I'm good, bro. He's like, you going? I was like, to what, dude? And then he's like, the protest. We're going to protest. And I was like, I had no idea, but that's pretty badass. And sure enough, I walk down the street and I just see hundreds of people protesting the resignation of, again, the firing of Jeff Sessions. So why is this such a big deal? Now, of course, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein because Jeff Sessions recused himself from the Mueller investigation for all intents and purposes was in charge of it. Now we have a situation where Rosenstein's power has been diminished to say the least and it is extremely possible that he will be gone within a few days. So as a replacement to Jeff Sessions, Donald Trump appointed this dude Matt Whitaker. So now why would he hire Matt Whitaker? Okay, so he says, now this is according to Donald Trump, he says that he hired Whitaker because he worked for since dismissed attorney general. This is what this is what Trump says. He was always extremely highly thought of and he still is. But I don't know Matt Whitaker. He worked for attorney general Sessions. Now, the president's comments are at odds with the relationship Trump has forged with Whitaker in recent months, even as his opinion of Sessions continued to sour. So Whitaker, he is uh, hung out with Donald Trump dozens of times and they've spoken by phone on several occasions, including on the day that Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein was expected to be fired. Of course, I was on national television live that day and he was not fired. He was just there for a meeting. There's so much, you know, there's it's difficult to try to follow the news on a regular basis because. Uh, there's so much craziness uh, going on. But Whitaker was not hired as Sessions chief of staff by virtue of any pre-existing relationship with Sessions. So despite the fact that Donald Trump has said he does not know who Matt Whitaker is, even though he somehow thought that he was worthy of being appointed to uh, acting attorney general, um, by the way, completely unconstitutional. No confirmation through the Senate whatsoever. Everyone agrees that this is this is not how it's supposed to go. We all know that as a people. We can tell. This is not how the government is supposed to be running. But what is going on here is 
unprecedented, and I hate that word. We're using the word unprecedented, an unprecedented amount of time. But even if you watch Fox News, and I'll do that from occasion, but even Judge Napolitano on Fox News says that this is not constitutional. The, the president cannot simply appoint Matt Whitaker to replace Attorney General Jeff Sessions uh, without Senate confirmation. So this is next level expansion of executive power. And without a doubt, uh, there will be some people who have a lot to say about that. So Matt Whitaker is in as acting attorney general. So who is Matt Whitaker? Now, in 2002, uh, Whitaker was the Republican Party's candidate for treasurer of Iowa. From 2004 to 2009, he was the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Iowa. And in 2014, Whitaker ran in the Iowa Republican primary for United States Senate. Now, he was able to finish fourth place in that race. More recently, however, uh, Matt Whitaker has been a public advocate for Donald Trump and the desire for Donald Trump to expand, again, his executive power. He's talked at nauseum on radio shows, on television, uh, and he has firmly said that he believes uh, Donald Trump has obviously the right to try to halt or stop uh, the Mueller investigation. Now, politically, uh, there are many people who believe it might be too late for this to even happen. Of course, the Mueller investigation could be coming to a to an end here any moment. That could be the news that we're talking about next week. And quite frankly, I cannot wait uh, for it to end just so we can know what the heck is going on. And I want to know what's in the mind of Robert Mueller. But Whitaker has publicly said, and of course, again, it is in it is a constitutional right for the president to fire whoever he wants. Um, but politics are a different thing. And when it comes to the optics, obviously it would be horrible and he cannot obstruct the investigation. He can legally fire Jeff Sessions or force Jeff Sessions to resign, which is exactly what happened. But again, after Trump appointed Whitaker as acting attorney general, many numerous legal scholars, much, much smarter than I, have said that this is not constitutional, this is not legal, and they called for him to immediately recuse himself, which then, of course, would once again put the investigation into the hands, or into the oversight, rather, of Rod Rosenstein. And again, who knows how long Rod Rosenstein is going to be there. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Ben Kissel here for Software Advice. Owning a business is no picnic. It seems once we put out one fire, another one crops right up. Accounting issues, malfunctioning equipment, troublesome RSS feeds, the list goes on and on. Luckily, I've got my go-to people to ask for advice to help me deal with anything life throws my way. Because when you're dealing with a real head-scratcher, having your go-to person on call is a no-brainer. That's why I've got to tell you about software advice. When it comes to picking the right software for your business, Software Advice has done all the research for you. They've got a terrific team of advisors ready to point you in the right direction so you can start working more effectively right away. And best of all, it's absolutely free. Just go to softwareadvice.com slash Abe and answer a few short questions about your business. You'll be connected with one of their great advisors to discuss the best software options for your needs. Talking to an advisor is easy and takes just 10 minutes or less. No matter what you do, whether you're a medical professional, a construction manager, an HR pro, you name it, Software Advice will save you time and help you make the best possible decision. 
And if you're an entrepreneur or you work solo, Software Advice is a great way to get an expert opinion, even without the resources of a big company. These experts are ready to be your on-call go team to help you figure out business software in minutes for free. Why wouldn't you start here? End the software struggle today. Go to softwareadvice.com slash Abe to get started. That's softwareadvice.com slash Abe to connect with an advisor for free. Softwareadvice.com slash Abe. So this news cycle this week It's been a whiplash week, to say the least. And when it comes to uh, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, how long will he be there? Well, according to this dude, Joe DiGenova, who, by the way, I know many, I've seen him many times. This guy is a former federal prosecutor. He's always on Lou Dobbs' show. Lou Dobbs, by the way, he's not Hugh Downs. Hugh Downs is a great person. And Lou Dobbs is a bit of what we would call crazy. Nonetheless, he has some information here regarding Rod Rosenstein. He says his days are numbered. He goes, on to talk about how Rod Rosenstein was going to speak uh, to General Kelly. Of course, that's Donald Trump's chief of staff for his regular meeting. I guess this was uh, this past Wednesday. And according to this fella, Joe De Geneva, he says he was told Rod Rosenstein was told to cancel his speech at the Aspen Institute on the West Coast, which leads one to believe that, again, perhaps he is the next on the chopping block. So a lot of news happening this week. That is an understatement. It is possible. By the end of all this, the Dems have 231 seats in the House, 205 seats uh, for the Republicans. It's possible it's 51-49. It's possible it's 52-48. But it looks like it won't be as bad as 53-47 in the Senate. So, again... Uh, interesting times, to say the least. Uh, when it comes to Matt Whitaker, too, just a final thing, like what kind of person is he? Well, you know, I don't know him. I have never met him. So I'm only going by what I have read and what, you know, we have seen. Um, Matt Whitaker Now, of course, again, the acting attorney general, he served on the advisory board of a Florida company that a federal judge shut down last year and fined nearly 26 million bucks after the government accused it of scamming customers. Does that remind you of anyone? I can't. I don't know. I can't figure it out. The company World Patent Marketing, this is according to the Federal Trade Commission, built thousands, this is a quote, built thousands of consumers out of millions of dollars by promising promising inventors lucrative patent agreements. Uh, Court documents showed that when frustrated consumers tried to get their money back, Scott J. Cooper, the company's president and founder, used Mr. Whitaker to threaten them as a former federal prosecutor. Mr. Cooper's company paid Mr. Whitaker nearly $10,000 before it was closed. So, you know, this guy is, he's just one of these people, these predatory individuals. And I, again, I don't know him uh, personally. I never met the guy. But I do know predatory companies when I see it. And that's why you'll notice when it comes to us, we don't advertise for uh, for predatory companies, these these payday loans, these companies, you know, that really prey on individuals that don't got a lot of cash. And they know for a fact that they're just going to get these folks to uh, every week or once a month pay off the interest and never actually get to the product or never actually get to purchasing the product that they currently are renting to theoretically own. My little brother has gone through this multiple times in uh, in his hometown 
and it is infuriating. We've called them and I've yelled at quite a few people um, because what happens is you go into these places. I'm sure you all know this already. There's a great documentary called Dirty Money. It's a documentary series. Check it out. There's a fascinating um, story on the payday loan companies. And um, basically what happens is you go in there. They're like, OK, here's a seven hundred dollar computer. And by the time you're done paying it off, you'll you'll end up spending two grand. So inevitably you end up losing a hell of a lot of cash if you ever actually do end up paying it off. So it seems to me like this is a person who had no problem bilking individuals and innocent people who, let's be honest, aren't rolling in the dough. He had no problem bilking them out of their hard earned money. So that is something uh, that definitely reflects poorly on this man's character. And it's something that when people do, if if people do that, uh, that to me is just absolutely abhorrent. So anyway, so that's a little insight into Matt Whitaker. All right. We also have the situation. Now, this again, this week was just crazy. First of all, we had the California shooting um, where a gunman, Ian David Long, uh, he's a 28-year-old dude. He killed 12 people, um, including a a sheriff sergeant. But, I mean, all lives are equal. He killed 12 individuals, including himself. This was at a country western bar. It was college night. Uh, my gosh, we'll we'll continue our conversation on what's going on in this culture, what's going on in this country when it comes to divisiveness and when it comes to um, just anger. This this evidently, according to his friends, Ian actually or David Ian David Long actually uh, went to this bar on a regular basis. He was a regular. They said, "Oh, I never really saw him or never really thought of him doing anything like this." But then you talk to his mother, and evidently she was quite horrified of her son. So I think there's some you know mixed feelings on on this guy so that story and we'll we'll do a deeper dive on on that stuff uh in the next week there's just so much to cover this week and that's just unbelievably sad my heart is with everyone and again we need to figure out rational policy it is not that difficult i promise you we can do this while protecting the second amendment yes i understand marsha blackburn who was able to win her seat um yes the first thing she's talking about is protecting the second amendment yes i understand protecting the second amendment we also need to protect people's rights to go to a country western bar have a couple of brews play a couple of games of pool and not cons- not be concerned with uh, having a body riddled with bullets by the end of the night so we need to have a fine line and of course the nra and all of these huge political groups um, throwing millions and millions and millions of dollars into our political system quite frankly corrupting the minds of politicians because they are infiltrating the pockets of politicians that's how all of that works the NRA, how do you corrupt a politician's mind? How do you corrupt a politician's policies? You infiltrate their wallets. And that's exactly what has happened right now with the NRA regarding not being able to get any rational, rational gun policy passed through. So that is horrendous, and we'll continue our conversation on what's going on culturally, how can we possibly heal this divide, and how can we stop these attacks from happening. Uh, again, this whole idea that it just requires a security guard with a gun or, or more, you know, more, more police uh, presence. So we just have to balance out personal freedoms, personal liberties, and security. When it comes to this idea that somehow a good guy with a gun will always beat a bad guy with a gun, it's simple nonsense. For example, 
in this bar, it was Borderline Bar and Grill in Thousand Oaks, there were four undercover police officers. These are people who are trained with a firearm. Now, I'm not sure if they were actually armed, but it certainly does show you uh, that they are. Pe- there were people there that weren't just average Joes. I mean, if you're, if you're a gunman and you get the jump on a crowd of people, in this case, uh, this guy threw two smoke bombs in there. Next thing you know, he's just opening fire. He had already killed uh, the bouncer. It's just not plausible. It's not possible that the good guy with the gun is always going to somehow beat the bad guy with a gun. So we will continue that conversation as we always do uh, later on in this show and throughout this show's entire uh, future. We will, (laughs) Unfortunately, we will be talking about gun violence. As we were driving today from Austin to Oklahoma City, I noticed all of the flags were at half-mast, and I was wondering, I said, why? I wonder why that is. And of course, naturally, my thought is it must be because of the shooting in California And the sad joke that was made in the car was, well, don't even bother hoisting them up to full mast at any time, because if we're going to lower them every time there's a mass shooting for a week, I think it's possible they never reach the top of the flagpole ever again in this country the way that we're going. So it's devastating. It's extremely sad. And we will continue that conversation. And lastly. Ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to the Supreme Court, many Americans had a big scare when it comes to the health and well-being of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She fell in her office. She's 85 years old. She broke multiple ribs. She's been hospitalized. This, of course, sent a chill down the back of millions and millions of Americans. Of course, Donald Trump, it is possible, even though that he he is, even though Trump is now entering or very close to entering a lame duck period in his presidency. Now, usually you think of the lame duck period as uh, maybe the seventh year in after being reelected, but you could argue that we are going into a lame duck period regarding peak of power. It is no longer Donald Trump no longer has peak power. It has obviously been diminished greatly by them losing the House. But when it comes to the Supreme Court, my goodness, it is extremely possible he gets another nominee. It is extremely possible that Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, is unable to continue, which would just be devastating, uh, specifically for... um, balance of the court. You know, we have Kavanaugh. Now, naturally, he replaced Kennedy. Kavanaugh, more conservative than Kennedy, but Kennedy, a center-right justice, not quite as extreme as it would be if Ruth Bader Ginsburg is no longer able to fulfill her duties as a Supreme Court justice because of health issues. That would be massive. So we are going to keep an eye on that. And there's a lot of people, I've heard a lot of my friends talking and just a lot of people on social media a little bit confused as to why didn't, you know, we have to think strategically about these things. And a lot of people did speculate that Ruth might retire under Obama so that Obama could theoretically uh, get another Supreme Court justice. Of course, I wish that Obama could have gotten Merrick Garland through. That's a whole nother story. And we don't have to relitigate all of that right now. But it seems as if um, it's possible at this point that Donald Trump may get another Supreme Court justice. And it just I don't want to be a I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer here, but it is possible uh, that he will get four Supreme Court justices total. So that's a big news story this week. So we wish uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg the best and uh, we can only hope everything works out. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Marcus will be back with me next week. I've been reporting live. Is it been reporting? I've been mostly talking, uh, 
I'm talking live from my hotel room in Oklahoma City. So thank you all again for coming out in Dallas. Thank you so much for coming out in Austin. It's just been wonderful to hang out with you all. Love you guys so much. Hail yourselves, and we will talk to you soon. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Nike, Walmart, and Zappos. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you can get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.